now the news. Now the news. And now the news. Now the news. And now the news. And now the news. All right, welcome to a special edition of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I have a co-host with me. I have James from New Zealand. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm doing good. Can you tell people what we're here for? <laughs> well, I'm very excited. We're here for a Muppet News. Oh, I'm sorry, a Maiden News <laughs> official. There is a Muppet News flash. There is a Muppet News flash. There is a Muppet News flash. Maiden News special. There we go. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot that's been going on. It, you know, it's been really quiet for a while outside of Maiden commenting on. Um, Martin Birch and Pete Way. There hasn't been a whole lot that's come out at all, and up until, other than that, we've had Adrian has a fishing book coming out, and you told me that something arrived in the post today, correct? Yeah, I got home from work today and was very excited to see a package on the front doorstep, and it was my uh, special signed copy from Waterstones in the UK uh, of Adrian. All right. Book. Um, so I ripped that open as soon as I saw it. Uh, very exciting. Nice package. Really nice looking book. Um, I've, I've had a little bit of a read of it and really, really enjoying it and looking forward to reading more. Yeah, I know. Well, before we started recording here, you were telling me some of just some of the different things in it. And um, initially, I hadn't ordered it because I don't know exactly when they came out and said you could pre-order, but I hadn't pre-ordered it. And... I know I recently I was scrolling on Twitter and I saw some pictures of Dave Murray and Adrian from when they were a lot younger. And immediately I was just like, forget that. I got to get this book. Cause even if it's a lot of fishing, uh, my, my son, he likes to fish. So maybe I can kill two birds with one stone. A, I'll get a good Adrian Smith book and learn some things. And B, maybe I can drag my son back a little more into rock. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, uh, well, it's like a good book. I was a little concerned that it was going to be too focused on the fishing, um, because if you look at the cover of the book and the way they've been promoting it, fishing is, is obviously a focus. But it, it's it, to having flicked through it, there's quite a lot of maiden content in there. Um, it's, okay. it's, I'd say the majority of it is fishing, but maybe okay. 75, 25 split between maiden content and fishing. Um, but the way it's written is he's really, really funny. Um, he writes really well, and he tells a good yarn. So, yeah, I think it looks like a good purchase. Good. Yeah, and it's, like I said, any any little bit, because reading Bruce's book, what was his book about two years ago maybe now? Yeah. Reading his book, he, he seemed kind of, he just didn't talk enough about things that I wanted to know about Iron Maiden. <laughs> he talked... He went through a lot of things, you know, in his, in his story, which was great. But I just, I wanted more. I wanted the details. You know, tell us, l l like, let's go up with how you came up with Revelations or something different. Something mm -hmm. that we, maybe a story we hadn't heard there. And I, I talked to somebody recently. I did not know that the beginning of Revelations was a hymn. Mm. G.K. Chesterton. Yeah, I also did not know that that hymn that they sing in there, and I, I talked to um, 
I want to, it's a secret uh, person that I talked to. I don't want to give, I'll, we'll, I'll give him an alias here. Uh, we'll just call him Weekend Warrior. Uh, <laughs> I talked to a Weekend Warrior, and he gave me some information saying that, that they, I want to say that he said they recite that in all of the schools in England when the kids are growing up. So he said it's like everybody knows that. And I thought, and the interesting, well, interesting thing about it is if you there's a few versions on YouTube because it's a very well-known hymn in the UK. Um, <laughs> the way that it's traditionally sung is exactly how it's done on the album. Yeah. So anyone I, I who knew the hymn would instantly recognize it in the song. That's really cool that he did that. And, of course, like I said, someone across the pond over here like me, an, an American, I had no idea. So, um, But, yeah... Uh, I think I might have seen he sang it. There was do you, you probably saw the video on his book tour, where he acapella sang yeah. sang the beginning of it, and I remember thinking, "Oh wow, that's so cool." But um, okay, so that's that's really an interesting thing that's going on in the Maiden world, and and like I said, I really wasn't too excited about it. I was kind of like, "Oh, that's cool. He's putting a book out," but I said, "I would, I have I have ordered it. I'm not exactly sure. It hasn't arrived here yet, but." Just let's see. Today is Friday. It's Friday. On Wednesday, we got something in, and we got an announcement. A, a little video that came out about a two or three minute video, I think it was, and it was Bruce Dickinson with hair the length of gosh, what <laughs> from from back when he was doing probably well, heck, Power Slave era length hair. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> let me ask you this. Okay. Just, just, I mean, not that this matters because what did you think when you saw him with all the, I mean, it's gray and I don't care. I think it's, I think my personal opinion, I'll tell you what I think first. I don't usually like to tell what I think first. I think it's, it's a defiant kick in the crotch to cancer. He's like, you know what? You thought you were going to take me out. Look at this. I've, I've beat it. And now I've even grown all my hair down, (laughs) down to halfway down my stomach, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But what did you, but I, but I also thought. That does not look good on him. That's what I thought too. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he looks a lot better with short hair. Yeah. <laughs> but but man, I've, that he can grow that much hair that quickly. Yeah. I mean, you think of the the last photos we saw of him towards the end of the Legacy of the Beast tour, and yeah, and how long his hair is now. It's like, damn, how does he do that so fast? <laughs> very, very. It's just the, I know the energy and the vigor of the man. It is. It's it's a testament to him and. Uh... He's like I said. I think it was. It, it's kind of a, a true defiant thing. He's like, you know yeah. what? But yeah, he's had short hair since. I remember I saw him on the Accident of Birth tour in nineteen ninety eight, and he had short hair back then. So, yeah. so he okay. But he but the video comes out, and I really liked it. I, I really enjoyed what he had to say in the video. Uh, what did you think of the video? The video was great. It, it was it was snappy. It was informative. It was uplifting. Um, it was great to see Bruce looking healthy. I loved his shirt. He had this really cool Book of Souls. Yeah, uh, like Hawaiian Book of Souls. Like a fishing shirt almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. And he had, of course, an Iron Maiden pinball machine there, which I've, I've, I've played a lot. I've put a lot of two dollar coins into into the Iron Maiden pinball <laughs> machine here. But obviously, he's got one in his house. Um, yeah, it was a cool message. I, I, a few hints there about things coming up. Um, he talked about uh, being uh, around at Steve's and doing a bit of writing together. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that means. I mean, a lot of people in, in the fandom are convinced that the, the album has been recorded and 
pretty much yes. ready to go for about a year now. So right. it's possible they're working on something else. They could even be working on the the album after the next album. Who knows? <laughs> they could be. Who knows? Well, either that or there's not an album that's already recorded. Yeah. Because, yeah. We just don't know. Because, correct me if I'm wrong here, but the Book of, Book of Souls, the Legacy of the Beast tour would have already been completed. If, if everything, if nothing had changed, it would have already been completed at this point, correct? I don't know if it would have ended quite yet. So I know the New Zealand and Australian shows were, what, a month ago? A month and a half ago. Okay. If it okay. wasn't completed, then it'll be getting close to completed, yeah. And see, I think that the next thing would have logically been an album. So, But because of COVID and they've stopped the tour, instead they've went and they're going to put this live album out, which I'm getting ahead here. So, okay. I, I thought, think they would have done the live album now anyway. If the, if the tour had continued, I think this live album is coming out as per original schedule. Okay, okay, okay. I really do. I, I think the only difference, and we'll, and we'll get into it more in a bit, is that they're bringing out the live album, but not the live DVD slash Blu-ray, because they're going to be playing more shows. Sure, and yeah. They want to think, oh yeah, I, I haven't seen that, I want to see it. True, true. Yeah, the, that would be a bad selling point if you put it out and then maybe people would be, which I would, I mean, wouldn't you still go? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But, you know, you know, if there's 20,000 people in an average show, maybe 5,000 of them are like you and I and the people who listen to this. Yeah, probably. So the other 15,000, you know, they probably haven't heard the new albums and they're there for Run to the Hills, which is yeah, fine. Which sure. is fine. Um, sure. But I think the, the majority of the people probably aren't as hardcore as, as the people listening to this. Okay, okay. So when I saw, but when I heard the announcement, um, I I had heard a tiny, tiny, slight rumor that they were that there was some kind of announcement coming, and that was, and that someone said they thought it might be a live album. And so, okay. to me, when I saw Bruce come out that day, and he said, "Oh, we're going around in the studio a little bit," and I thought. Oh well, then that's got to be what they're doing. The, the live album. It's this is going to be. They might have went to the studio to do some overdubs on some, you know, maybe some vocals, maybe to fix a couple of things here or there. And so then when we, okay, so I don't, I'm trying not. To, I'm trying not to jump onto the next next. But that that's kind of what I thought. I thought well, that's going to be. They're they're talking about a live album. So so that was Thursday. Wait, today's Friday. Yes, it was Wednesday. Sorry. That was Wednesday. That was Wednesday. I'm sorry. Thank you. <laughs> I, I get my days con- I get my days confused because I work overnight. So I went to work <laughs> on th- I went to work on Thursday night yesterday, and now I'm at home and it's Friday. But it, to me, it still feels like Thursday. So it's confusing. So on Thursday, I got home from work, and I'm sitting there at the table talking to my wife, and and I pull my phone up and flip up, and 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 right in front of me, I see. The, the new picture, the picture of the album cover, which is really, really cool looking. Yeah. yeah and, um, and I see that and I'm, and then I see November 20th and I'm like, wow, that's like 50 days from right now. Cause it was October 1st. I'm like, Whoa. And I mean, I was really, really excited when I saw that. And so I, you know, I ran to Twitter immediately and I'm, I was like, I got to post this cause maybe everyone else hasn't heard it. Maybe I'm the, hopefully I'm the first one, not the last one to hear it. But, uh, <laughs> 
So, and I mean, and then I just was stoked because I, and I remember thinking, I got to tell James about this. I remember, and then I thought, wait a minute, he's probably still asleep because it was <laughs> midday for noon for me would be like 6 a.m. for you. <laughs> so I thought, wait a minute, he probably doesn't know about this yet. So what did you think? Because you got up and at some point you got on Twitter and yeah, it was, saw. Yeah, it was pretty much the first thing I saw when I got up. Um, so I sat down with my cereal. Opened up the phone to see what had happened overnight, and there it was. Right in front of me, fantastic album cover. Um, yes. I really love the Mexican theme in the artwork. I love the three flying skulls and the Mexican flag color. Yeah, that's love really the title. Um, yeah, read the, yeah, read the, the title. What's the title of it, the full title? So it's Knights of the Dead, Legacy of the Beast, live in Mexico City. That's so cool. And the artwork is fantastic. Um, the way they blended um, the theme of the stage show with elements of the song. You've got Icarus, you've got the Spitfire, you've got um, Things on the Hill, you've got the, the sign of the cross up front, you've got Bruce's yeah. land from Hallowed Be Thy Name, and then all the Mexican um, iconography throughout it as well with the skulls and the people on horseback and the buildings. It's great. It's really yeah. Very cool, very cool. So, yeah, I w- but I was thinking, I, I didn't have any inclination other than, you know, maybe kind of hearing a little bit of a rumor. But I, I thought, wow, we're going to get, uh, I, I guess it was just so exciting because it was so unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> because all of this time that this, the COVID thing has happened and, and it's been, you know, since March. So we've roughly, what, six months into this. And I just, we kept thinking, well, the tour is over. And all the little speculation of people's going, why won't they release if the album, like you said, people believe is there? Why not release it? What? Uh, and I know we've discussed it. Why not release it now? This is a perfect time. Everyone's sitting home with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So give us an album. And although it is not a new live album, I've seen some people say, oh, well, I'll be excited when it's a new album. But man, I'll tell you what, I was stoked when I saw that. I, I, um, Immediately, I was on the link. I was on the Maiden page looking through, and um, you have the list of different items that are available. What, if you don't mind, if you because I'm not sitting in front of a computer, could you kind of let's go through it and just kind of maybe throw our thoughts onto it a little bit? Yeah, no worries. So, so it's coming out as Maiden love to do, lots of different formats. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got vinyl, we've got two versions of the vinyl, we've got triple black vinyl okay and then we've got a really cool looking release where it's uh, the triple vinyl and the three colors that make up the mexican flag uh, oh really nice looking package so you've um, seen that I, I haven't been able to see that i tried to find that and i couldn't yeah if you, if on... you follow the links on the maiden website you can you can see some images from it and the, okay. the, the vinyl looks great well, one thing i really like about it is it's a, a triple gatefold so oh i saw that too times. Wow, that's um, good. That's really cool. And the inserts, the the wraps that the actual uh, vinyl records go into. Yes. Each one of them has details of one part of the stage. So oh, there's cool. one there labeled O one O one War, and it's got a, a like a sketch, like a conceptual sketch design of the Spitfire with all the lighting right above it. And then oh, it's got cool. The, it's got um, the images from Regal's Deer and Two Minutes to Midnight and the Klansman. And then another one that you can see in the, in the little photos on the website. It's got O3 Hell. And it's got a picture of the giant demon head from the end of the show. 
Yeah. It's got notes all over it. Like, presumably, you can't quite read them in the photo, but I'm presuming that they're notes about what happens during that part of the show. Yeah. A really nice package. Yeah, that's going to be really, really cool. I I don't usually... (laughs) If anyone doesn't know, uh, and if you do subscribe, if you're a fan of the, if you're in the Iron Maiden fan club, um, my friend James here, my co-host James here, has a little. He got what, what would you call it? Like, your, would you call it your three seconds of fame, your five seconds of fame? Oh, uh, I think I think I used to stop watching. It was point one five of a second of fame. <laughs> he got his point one five of a second of fame by getting his picture in the fan club magazine that they send out each month of a picture of his collection. And I honestly, my, most of my entire collection is all digital. I just, I don't have, I mean, I've got, I've got a lot of CDs and things like that, but I just don't have much of a collection. Like when I, of course, if anyone sees that picture of you, it's number eight. I thought it was, I was looking at the wrong thing. Cause in, in the picture, it, sh- it, sh- it shows your name. And then it shows like somebody's, motorbike or a three-wheeler or or dune buggy and i was like wow he's never mentioned this dune buggy to me and then i just happened to glance kind of the side and i say oh wait that's the picture i've seen that before yeah but you you have you said and you said this right that you do you have every piece of vinyl that they have did you did you tell me that yeah i've got one of each release um, so obviously there's different versions from different countries of you know and some people right. collect you know every version of peace of mind from every country to right them. right so I, I get one of each um, I love the vinyl I love the picture discs so I love the shape picture discs in particular so I've got all the singles on vinyl I've got all the albums I've got all the shaped and, and non-shaped picture discs so that, that's kind of my focus okay there's one there's one piece of vinyl that I'm curious I just want to ask you um the furthest back piece of vinyl that Iron Maiden would have. Do you have that? I do not have the Soundhouse tapes. Ah, okay, okay. That is I the was... one release I do not have on vinyl. And the reason I don't have it is because it never came out in New Zealand for obvious reasons. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I'm too uh, too cautious, I guess, to buy yeah. it online. Yeah. Because the odds of getting a bootleg are just too high. Yeah. Well, but wouldn't a bootleg be better than nothing? Even if you, if you, like, if you knew it was a bootleg and you thought, well, at least I've got a bootleg copy of it. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd rather have the real thing. Sure. So, oh, of course. Yeah. Well, maybe day, uh, next time I'm in the UK, and, and you know, I'll probably arrange to buy it from someone. But there you, you go. Know, I'm re- I'm really reluctant to buy it from eBay or whatever because you never know. What oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's the two different versions of the vinyl, and uh, what next? What else? What's next? Well, there's a couple of versions on, of CD as well. So there's this, the DigiPack version, which is the same sort of format as all the recent remaster uh, re-releases that have come out, that series. Okay. Um, and so the hard book version of the CD. Um, so okay. that's the same format that they've used for the Book of Souls and for the Book of Souls live chapter releases. Really okay. nice package. It's sort of a double height of a CD um, okay. with a hard spine on it. And the CDs go into the back of the book, and you've got a whole bunch of really high-quality color photos and pages throughout it. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds pretty yeah, cool. I've, I think I, I'm pretty sure I have that for the book. I think I have the Book of Souls and Live chapter of. of I, I have bought those, so uh, that's interesting. And then let's see. There's as far as versions of the album itself, the audio itself. 
that's that's all there is, correct? There's the CD and the vinyl. Yeah, that's right. And there's the, the streaming version. Um, so okay. you can buy it through Apple Music and all that sort of stuff. Right. Um, but you know there's what a bunch it... of other things as well. So um, they've got a whole bunch of bundles you can buy where you get T-shirts and posters and lanyards and patches and various other things. Yeah, I, I looked through it all. And um, first thing I did when I look, started going on the thing, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to buy – I probably, honestly, I'm I'm not a well. When I saw the triple gatefold, because I did see that, and I was like, that. I remember having a cop, a, a vinyl copy of Live After Death back in the '80s, and you know the the just the double gatefold that opened up was awesome. And I saw this was triple, and I was like, ooh man! But then I saw that they had the colored vinyl, and and here it said it was through Walmart, and I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna get that. But I probably would have just bought the CD with the book. That's probably what I would have got. But I was getting that, and I said, okay, well, let me get a T-shirt. So they had a pretty cool T-shirt, which I thought was cool. They had, the, Like you said, they had the lanyard. They had a patch, which I don't really know what I'll do with a patch. But And um, what else was there? You said uh, – did you mention anything else? Did I mention so got, everything? Yeah, you got pretty much everything. I don't know why they keep releasing these lanyards. It's it's bizarre. Who's wearing the lanyard? Okay, I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you something that I told a friend of mine at work just a little bit ago. I said they had the lanyard here or the lanyard. I was um, so they. I said I want that because I can get that, put my work badge in it, in the little plastic piece, wear it to work, and I said that way when I'm at work. And I stop at a store to get a drink, or if some if I'm walking through the building and anybody sees it and sees Iron Maiden around my neck, <laughs> they may not they may not know that I'm an Iron Maiden fan because where I work there's probably a thousand people that work there, and I work in a small you know a department with a hundred people that I see maybe. So I thought maybe it'll be you know I think it to and the average person isn't going to wear it. I agree with that, but like for work I thought that'd be perfect. Because then it could be like it might be a conversation starter, so. Yeah, fair enough. I've been funny enough. I've actually looked in the last two weeks on Amazon trying to find a lanyard for that for that specific reason. <laughs> because you know, doing the podcast, I always think most people don't know that I do a podcast. If I'm at work, there's no way they're even going to know I like Iron Maiden because I wear I have to wear a uniform. I don't get to just wear what I want, so perfect that when i saw that it came with that so i'll tell you what when i got on the maiden thing i started thinking okay i'm gonna buy a shirt that's 25 bucks i'm gonna buy the album and if i buy vinyl man i'm looking at 60 70 bucks right here so for 30 more bucks i get everything and i just went ahead and did <laughs> so i said i'm buying everything i was i, I was you. i was so excited that to, to hear about it and, and then i'm still gonna have to go buy the colored vinyl too because i don't think the colored vinyl comes in that package so the ultimate package does it yeah, the color the colored vinyl comes in the ultimate bundle, not the black so, vinyl. Oh, I thought the black vinyl came with maybe after. So the well, the, that, high, the, well, the one I'm looking at is for the uh, rest of the world. So when you pre-order, you go to the US store, the rest of the world, and oh, the rest okay. of the world ultimate bundle. It's definitely the colored vinyl. Okay, so I I went to the US store obviously there. So I guess maybe I didn't, but I'll still I'll still go buy it because then I'll justify it. But like my wife won't realize. Like she'll be like, "Why are you spending a hundred and seventy dollars on an Iron Maiden, you know, album and and all this stuff?" So I'm definitely, 
I definitely want to get that. So even though I don't, and I don't really sit around listening to, to records. I don't really have that kind of time to just to, to invest anymore. Maybe when my kids are grown up and out of the house, I can, I can yeah. do that. But, or when I retire, <laughs> so, but so, okay. So we had the announcement. We had the out al- with the album announcement yesterday. Um, is there anything we haven't discussed about it? Is that about everything? Um, I guess the only thing is the set list. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. It's pretty well known already, but there's only one track that you don't already have on a live album somewhere else. Okay, which would be For the Greater Good of God. Correct. And, well, if you don't, like, just go ahead. Like, we got, obviously, it starts off with Churchill's speech and Ace is High. Uh, yeah. And then after that, you got Where Eagles Dare. Where Eagles Dare, which we've only had on one official live release before. Is that a a real dead one? A real dead one. Okay. And if you don't mind, just go ahead. If you just go through that and read it out. So we've got Two Minutes to Midnight, The Klansman, The Trooper, Revolution. Revolutions. Revelations. (laughs) Revelations. For the greater good of God. The Wicker Man, Sign of the Cross, which would be good to have another um, live version of that, actually. Yeah, it will be. Flight of Icarus, um, which would be fantastic to have finally another live version of that. Right. Fear of Dark for the 1100th time. Uh, The Number of the Beast, Iron Maiden, The Evil That Men Do, Hallowed Be Thy Name, and Finishing with Run to the Hills. I got to say, I think that's, that's one of the best set lists ever that they've done i i'm not a fan of uh which which album is it that has can i play with madness on it the live version is it flight uh not flight 666 the um the made in england didn't that have yeah yeah and i'm just not a fan of can i play with madness live and honestly i'm not a huge i like the song but i'm I'm not a huge fan of the song anymore just because i think the live version has ruined the studio version for me I just don't like it. I don't. I don't like the way the chorus sounds with with the blended vocals. So yeah. So okay. Now uh, one last thing I will ask you, and and this might be putting you on the spot a tiny bit, but you have heard a. I have. Okay, wait. I'll say this too. I want to preface it with this. <laughs> I I'm going to do my very best to not listen to anything from this album until the album shows up at my house. I want to hear it. I want to sit down and just put it on, even though I've listened to the Dallas show five or six times because I have it on my phone recorded, but I like to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that old school vibe back for myself where I sit down, put an album on where I'm not going to be interrupted and just listen to the whole thing. And I'm hoping I can do like I did when I was a kid and lay on the floor and flip through the books and do all that too. But, um, That'll be a little more challenging, but uh, you've actually heard Aces High because they—I believe you said it was on Google. Yeah, I think most of the streaming audio services have got Aces High available now. Um, okay. So whether you pre-order it or whether you just hit those streaming services up without actually pre-ordering it, it should be available. So it's on okay. Google Play, YouTube Music, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple Music, it's on pretty much any streaming service that you can pay for. So you can listen to the first track, Aces High. Um, so when, the version that I listened to, at least, it, it didn't have Churchill's speech at the start. It goes straight into Aces High. Right. Um, plays the whole song, and then at the end, it has the sound effect that they play at the show with the Spitfire crashing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the transition into uh, Where Eagles Deer. So what did you think 
of the song when you heard it? Because have you listened to it more than once, or is it just one listener? Yeah, I've I've listened I think four times. Okay. Um, it's it's a it's a good version. Um, not Bruce's strongest vocally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the music sounds fantastic. The mix on the music is really good. The bands sound great. There's good separation on the guitarist. The drums sound really punchy. Okay. The only criticism I had, and it's and it's a weird one. I don't quite know how to describe it, but the crowd sounds kind of distant. It's it's as if the band is playing in one room, and the crowd are, are like two or two or three rooms down the hallway. Strange. Yeah. So normally on a Maiden Live album, when when they get to the big chorus, you hear the crowd singing yes. of the chorus. Uh-huh. Especially in something like Ace is High, you know, you hear the crowd going, "Live to fly." Right. But but on this one, it's just it's just a noise. You, you can't make out what the crowd is singing, even though it's chorus you've heard a thousand times. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it's just the the version that they've released for Ace is High. Maybe the mix will sound slightly different in the album, but. Mm-hmm. I'm a little disappointed, to be honest, because I think the crowd in Mexico, like so many places in South America, the crowd will be phenomenal. Right, I, right. I really wanted the crowd to be really upfront in the mix, because when, when I listen to the likes of Invivo and, and Rock and Rio, the crowd are like the seventh member of the band. Yes. And and the mix, particularly in Rock and Rio, that the crowd are so well mixed. That they're an equal part of the occasion. Yes. And again, I've only listened to the Aces High on this, so maybe I'm jumping the gun a bit. But the crowd sounded a little bit weak compared to the rest of the music. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know, hearing you say that, it, it makes me think that I want to hear it. I want to go ahead and listen sooner. because, And I think it's a live album. It's not. It's not a studio album. Because I remember, you know, when we were younger and you'd get an album and you'd go home and you'd sit on the floor and with a cassette or something and you're opening it up or, or with the album and you're looking at all the pictures and you're reading all the thank yous and, you know, seeing if they thank the band or just the, all the different little things that go with it. And so I think it's a little – I think I do – I'm trying to diversify. I think there is a difference for me because I did it with Book of Souls. I was able to – I didn't hear Speed of Light ever until – until I played it behind the opening track and everything else, so it was mm. it was very it was a it was a unique experience. It certainly wasn't like being a thirteen year old and being super you know so stoked about it, but I was excited. So I, I think I want to listen to that though. I want to I want to see kind of what you're referring to. So I'll probably I'll probably listen to it sometime today. Um, cool. Let me know what you think. I will. I will. Um, <clears throat> I guess outside of that, I think. Uh, do you have any final words? No, um, I guess the only thing that I wanted to really say was that I'm really surprised and disappointed. There's no official video release. Um, I saw some of that too. I saw some. I saw some of that sentiment. Yeah, and, and as I said earlier, I think the reasoning, the only reason I can think of is because they're still continuing the tour. Mm-hmm. So maybe putting the live video out before those shows in Europe next year might put some people off going to the shows. So yeah. maybe they're holding the DVD and Blu-ray back and they'll release it at the end of the tour. Maybe they'll film the DVD and Blu-ray somewhere else. So maybe we'll get the live album from Mexico City and maybe the DVD will be recorded at you know one of the massive European festivals. 
Which will be, be. A good. That'd be a good thing because then you'll have two versions of the show. Now, yes, one of the things I love about Live After Death is you've got the audio and the video, and they're from different nights, same yeah. set lists, but quite different performances. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that would be really good if the, if the DVD was recorded somewhere else. But if they, I mean, it'd be criminal if they didn't do an official release of this tour because visually. Oh gosh, yeah. Just exactly, it's, it's but it's easily the best visual show they've done. And if they oh, didn't put that out as a as a as a uh, just the most kick-ass recording they could possibly do for video and Blu-ray. It, it was yeah. just a bit crying. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I just remember one of my favorite, and I know I've told you this before, and I'm sure everyone's heard it, but one of my favorite moments was just at the very beginning of the show because they take your attention away. They show the video of the people getting in the in the airplanes and, you know, on Churchill's speech. So you're all just, you're watching the video because you want to see, but as soon as, as soon as you know the beginning of Ace's high starts, you're you're immediately turning back to the stage because you're like, I want to see what's going on. We see the Spitfire hanging there, which is the first big piece of visual that you get outside of the band themselves. And and I can hear my daughter on the video, um, is that thing real? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I love that because it's like, you know, it's just that childlike. Uh, things sense just, of wonder right yes and i and i look i'm working on an episode of i'm working on doing a legacy of the beast episode and i'm trying to get my daughter involved in it but you know trying to wrangle a uh, a 13 year old girl who's busy with school and all of that it's hard to get her to but she but i told her i've, I've been saying take some notes i want to talk to you i want to get your thoughts the things you re remember about the show and i may have to you know talk to her a little bit about it just to, these are the songs they played and see what you think what you remember and, and she told me the other day she goes i've got all my notes written down so it's just a matter of figuring out how to put it together for me now but uh i'm looking forward to doing that but and and sharing i've got a bunch of i've got a bunch of audio you know that i recorded and so then naturally there's a lot of parts where Anytime I hear her voice on there, I'm gonna really try to highlight that on the video, on the uh, on the show where I where people can hear the little things I've been talking about. So, correct. But uh, well, hey, um, I appreciate you taking the time. I know this was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I know I I just uh, hit you with it about what maybe four or five hours ago. Yeah. I said, hey, hey, this might be a good idea to talk about. So, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate your time and I appreciate all of your input. Sweet. Thanks, Steve. Catch you later, mate. Uh